Introducing the revolutionary mascara from CoverGirl that adds extreme volume, up to 300% more volume than bare lashes. New Lash Blast Cleantopia is the plant-powered mascara made with 72% natural origin ingredients and infused with cellulose plant fibers. Cleantopia is like a green thumb for your lashes. For lush, check-me-out lashes that last up to 24 hours with no smudging, no flaking, and no clumps. Put the power of plants to work for you with new Lash Blast Cleantopia Mascara. Only from Easy Breezy Beautiful CoverGirl. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. You are not Flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. What if the Christian life is not just about saying a prayer to go to heaven when you die, but a prayer to get heaven into you right now? Have you ever wondered what Jesus meant when he said believers would do greater works than he did? Prepare to be inspired and equipped as you hear regular Christians just like you share their stories of how the Lord is using them to be his love in action. These folks are seeing that love transform the people they encounter as a normal part of their daily lives. And now, Firestorm Live with your host, Scott Gilbert. Hello, my friends. Yes, it's time for the Firestorm Live broadcast. Tuesday, 5.30, one of my favorite things to do all week, and I hope for you also, because I know you have many things you could be doing, and I know many of you are driving home after a a hard day. Traffic was crazy coming in today. Don't know if you're in that, but hey, we just want to encourage you for this next hour, equip you, and really just light the fuse to show you that there is so much more to the Christian life than maybe you've ever activated in. And I always bring guests on that are relatable, that are approachable that people can really get behind and say, hey, you know what? He's a lot like me. If he can do it, if she's doing that, then I think this could be for me also. So my guest tonight, dear friend, and actually the only repeat guest we've had on Firestorm Live is my dear friend, Jared Lasky. Thanks. Awesome. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on again on Firestorm Radio. Yeah. Scott, we've been on some amazing adventures, so I'm excited for what God has for this broadcast. Yeah, this is going to be – every show is unique. Every show is – and I tell you, folks, uh, maybe you've heard, but we really don't script these out too much. We all, you know, Obviously, I know the guest. Obviously, we know a couple of testimonies we're going to share. But this is really about just organic. What does the Holy Spirit have for you? Because we pray before every one of these shows, and we – and I truly know that the Lord says, if I be raised up, I'll call all men to myself. And the prayer is that you would be encouraged and equipped, that you would step into the fullness of everything Jesus paid a price for. So tonight, we're going to hit some a little bit more touchy subjects than, than other times. Uh, parents, it's not going to be anything off color, but we are going to hit on uh, breaking off the spirit of suicide which a sad reality is kind of the crisis within the crisis. Jared, we were talking about that, um, this, the, epi- the pandemic, the COVID thing. Uh, there's a crisis within that crisis. Can you talk about that a little more, what that is? 
Oh, yeah. Well, with the current restrictions, a lot of them are lifting. A lot of the ministries that I'm aware of who uh, we're, we're in the thick of it. We're seeing people set free, but we know that more and more people are fighting depression, fighting anxiety. Uh, suicide rates are way too high right now. There are actually cities here in the United States that will not release the numbers of the suicide rate because they, they are spiking across the board. And unfortunately, I heard recently that the youngest suicide in Virginia was six years old. Six years old. These things, as schools are shut down, as there's so many different things, as people are being encouraged to stay inside, mental health is a a huge crisis right now. But the church, we have the answer. You and I, Scott, we know that we have the answer, but there's this crisis in a crisis, so churches need to be ready to counsel people and to set people free in the name of Jesus. Uh, And we need to be prepared for, I mean, we we look at the Scripture, what the Scripture shows, you know, Jesus set people free, Mm -hmm. uh, and there's these spirits, there's this spiritual reality that we are, that surrounds us, that we have to engage with. And when they show their face, we have to deal with it in the name of Jesus for the glory of Jesus and not get too weird about it. But we have the answer and we will see more people set free, especially as things open and people are coming out of the woodwork because they are more spiritually hungry now than ever before. Yes. You know, and and for me, for the longest time, you know, I I think a lot of people, we kind of outsource stuff that makes us uncomfortable. Right. And so it's really easy to say, ah, you know, these topics, some of these are really heavy, really heavy duty. That's not for me. That's for the professionals. That's for people that have walked in this before. And when I look back at the scriptures and I see what Jesus is doing, you know, it says in 1 John, for this reason, the Son of God was revealed. You know, and if we all sat around and we said, hey, you know, why did Jesus come? Everybody threw out one answer, and some people would say, well, he came to save us from our sins, and they'd be right. Right. Oh, he came to die on the cross in our place, a perfect sacrifice. They'd be right. You know, everybody would come up well to show us righteous living, to show us what the Father looks like. All these things would be correct. But what does John say? John's Jesus' best friend. John describes himself as the apostle that Jesus loved. He knew he was loved. You know what John says? For this reason, the Son of God was revealed, to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Is that still going on today? And what does that look like in 21st century America, in Western society? What does destroy the works of the devil mean? You know, for a lot of, a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, you're talking about, you know, the devil, satanic powers? That's so Middle Ages. We're so much beyond that. That's not even real. What do we say to folks like that? I just want to refer them to the scripture and show them the the truth. There is a spiritual reality. There is a supernatural world around us, and uh, the the reality is these things affect us. They they can affect our mood. They can affect. Uh, they could manifest in multiple different ways. Uh, not just affecting our moods, but also affecting um, our work. Uh, they could interfere, they could attack. I mean, I don't want anybody to be scared because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world, and greater is the power of God to protect us than the devil's power to try to attack us and Mm -hmm. deceive us. And 
when we know our identity in Jesus, we walk with the God confidence and the Christ esteem that we're supposed to have everywhere we go. But when the enemy shows their ugly head, we have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. We can't try to rationalize these things because it is biblical. We see it uh, in the Old Testament. You know, King Saul was tormented by an evil spirit. Mm -hmm. We see in the New Testament, you know, Jesus, the first thing that he did, he walked mm -hmm. into a synagogue and cast demons out of somebody. Yeah. And then the apostles did this same thing. And Jesus even said, greater works than these will you do in my name. And we're the successors of the disciples of Jesus. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is for all who call on the name of the Lord, you, your children, and all who are far off, Acts 2, 38 through 39, that we still walk in the power of God for the glory of Jesus as his ministry through us as we expand the kingdom of God. So when the enemy or the supernatural world shows its ugly head, Scott, you and I have seen this firsthand. Yes. I want to talk about that one? Theologically <laughs> speaking, we can prove it, and yeah. experientially, we can prove it. And a friend of mine had said, uh, a man with an experience, uh, uh, the, the story of the experience actually nullifies a man with an argument. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about let's our talk experience. About that. Okay, well, I'll set it up and you jump in. So yeah, we were, I, I remember it was right after Christmas and we hadn't seen each other for a while because you're grinding and family and Christmas and life and all the things and me too. And I remember it was shortly, you know, mid-January, maybe somewhere around there that we got together and we said, well, let's just go to Starbucks. Let's just go have coffee. So we did. And we're sitting in there, and I remember we were talking about, you know, New Year and what are you going to do? And everybody goes through their resolutions and all. And I remember saying this to you. I remember saying, Jared, I just want to pray for more people this year. I want to get out of my head, and I just want to activate, and I just want to see the Lord touch more people. And I remember you said, you know, basically go for it. Just do it. Just do it. And as I'm talking to you and saying this, I'm looking past you, and um, this man walks into Starbucks, an old older man uh, walking, you know, with a pretty severe limp. He's got a, something going on with his leg. And as I'm looking past you and I see him, I say this. I say, like this guy, Jared, I really want to pray for, for this guy. Now, many of you, if you know me, you'll know that in the natural, I am – very much an introvert. I am not the life of the party. I am not the kind of person that goes up to strangers. However, in the spiritual, when I'm activated and moving in who God made me to be, I am made to be a conduit of his love. I'm made to project his love. And when I start moving in that, I'm actually moving in my natural, um, you know, God-given my ability in the natural, I don't really want to do it. So getting between the, the Scott and getting into the spiritual is always the gap. So, Jared, you say to me, go for it. So this guy comes in. He puts in his order. He walks to the end of the bar, and he's, about as, he's within arm's reach of us sitting at our table. So I stood up, and I kind of pivoted, and I'm standing basically face-to-face -face with him. And I said, hey, good morning, sir. Hey, are you in pain? You remember this? And I he, do. He he puffs all he's, he's up like, and he no, gets man. this attitude. He's like, we're no, still the man. champions." Yeah, and I'm like, he says, "No, man, we're still the champions." With kind of an attitude, and I just like processed that. I just stood there for a moment. He's wearing Philadelphia Eagles gear, <laughs> and they just lost like a few days before. In you know, hoping to be champions but, again. I yeah, think, but it he's like, second, "But we're still the champions." Yeah, he's like, you know, all of his team. He's wearing. He's just like 
all the stuff for his team. And it took me for a moment to say, no, man, I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about your body. Are you in pain in your body? And he softens, you know, and, and this man is, oh, I'd give him 70 years old. I mean, he's fully grown. And, uh, but he gets, he gets calm and he's decent. You know, man, I'm just old. And I said to him, I said, well, man, hey, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Can I just pray a blessing on you? And as I said, can I pray a blessing on you? I just tapped him, just kind of tagged him on the shoulder. Hey, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Can I just pray a blessing on you? And I lean back. Whenever I say things like that, I lean away because I don't want to lean in and make it uncomfortable. I actually lean a little bit of away to give him a little space. And at the moment that I touched him on his shoulder, just a quick little tag, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Can I just pray a blessing on you? What happened? He starts shaking. You see his hands, and I'm sitting there just a few feet away, but I'm not filming it. Okay, but I was just like, oh. And then he he starts shaking, and then all of a sudden, this voice came out of him. No. Oh yeah, loud. Just and all all eyes in the Starbucks was on him, on the situation, on Scott, on what was taking place. And in my mind, I'm like, oh. And I'm praying in tongues at that time. I'm just like, okay, let's go for this. This is evil. This is demonic. Scott's on it. We're good to go. And then the guy calms down. And then from that point, he was like, yes, yes. So something happened in that moment that wasn't him, something spiritual, a demonic. And then he eventually was like, yes, yes, and allowed you to pray for him. And then what did God do? Yeah. So after he, I mean, he manifests a spirit, uh, you know, his arms come up and like, claws almost he's shaking vibrating uh and he yells out with a growly voice no and everybody looks it was i wasn't really prepared for that but this is why you pray with your eyes open folks you never know what's going to happen so i just stood there and then he does this kind of heavy exhale exhales fairly fairly loudly i heard it and he kind of comes up and he says yes please thank you totally peaceful So I put my hand on his shoulder. I said a quick prayer. Uh, That prayer sounded something like, Father, you love this man. Thank you that I could meet him today. I thank you, Lord, to fill him with your Holy Spirit presence right now. Because, folks, I have learned if you fill them with the presence, which you're a carrier of the presence, we can give it away. If you fill them with the Spirit and with the presence of God, he does whatever has to be done. I might not know what is going on. I'll never know all the things that are going on. But the Spirit will go right to the source, and he'll do whatever has to be done. You know, I wanted to pray for this guy's leg, whatever the, you know, limpy leg. I don't know what's going on. And I did pray for his leg. I did pray for healing for his leg, and all this takes like 10 seconds. This is really fast. And he thanked me. His coffee comes, and he he, left. he limped out. You know, I didn't see any change in his leg, but I remember I came over, and I sat down, and I looked at you, and like, I'm like, what was that? Dude, what was that? <laughs> and you said – Oh, that was a demon. In that was Starbucks, a demon. In Starbucks. And people say, oh, these things don't happen anymore. It's first century. It happens in Africa and India and Brazil, but it doesn't happen here. Um, no, it does. <laughs> and I've had several experiences like that. And, Jared, maybe what we can kind of talk about and encourage listeners is you mentioned that Jesus casts out the first uh, devil in the synagogue. Yeah. And what I notice when I read through the scriptures and I see Jesus engaging with the demonic, 
Jesus doesn't really do anything. He just shows up mm-hmm. on the scene, and the demonic f- spirits, they manifest. They freak out, and then he just gets rid of them. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go in waving his hands and making a big scene and you know maybe like what you would see on television or something. It's not like that. When we show up knowing who we are and whose we are, that we carry the very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you, then that should mean that when you go into places, the same thing will happen to you. Now, what did I do in that situation with that man in Starbucks is I just was the light. I just came in love. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an agenda. I wasn't there to make him do anything. I just said, hey, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Can I pray a blessing on you? And he freaked. Yeah. So I feel like the answer and answer for our listeners is you don't have to really do anything. You just have to know who you are. And the Spirit of God within you will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere that Jesus went, I mean, he did not hunt for these things. These yeah. things manifested. These things showed up. Uh, I mean, the the man of the Gadarenes, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, he shows up and he casts out the legion. Uh, he, you know, there's that that father that brought his son with that spirit of suicide that would throw him into the fire, that would mm. you know throw him into the dirt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jesus would just be like, "Do you have faith? Just faith." as small as the mustard seed, maybe even smaller. You know, Jesus would just deal with that situation in that moment, and people are set free. I mean, I, I've been in the ministry for the last 20 years, uh, been done deliverance, you know, seen people set free. Everybody's situation is different, but it doesn't have to be a prolonged process because of the Holy Spirit in you, mm-hmm. because of the authority, the anointing, that, that you have because of Jesus in you. And that's what my, my main focus to tell people is it's not you doing it. It's kind of like the prophetic word. The prophetic word is not yours. It's God's through you. Mm-hmm. You know, so, some people try to toot their own horn and say, remember when I said this or I did that? Hey, you know what? That was Jesus through you. Mm-hmm. We're the ministry of Jesus. We're the extension of his, his kingdom. We're, we're walking carriers of his presence, his mm-hmm. anointing. You know, uh, we're just the willing, surrendered vessels to do what Jesus did. And so wherever Jesus, Jesus showed up, he dealt with these things. When we show up, we deal with them. I mean, I think... God bless the people that uh, feel called to go to all these places, but honestly, just where you go, light dispels the darkness. darkness. Yes. Light dispels the darkness wherever you go. He might call you to go pray at dark places. I've been to some dark places, not just you know personally, but um, geographically. I mean, when I was in war in Afghanistan, I kid you not, the darkest, craziest evil I've ever seen and experienced was in the middle of combat. Yeah. You know, I'm having to shoot back. And I'm, I feel the powers. I feel the supernatural forces at play. And it's like, it's touching evil. Mm. You know, like I was in it. I'm like, this is the closest thing to hell that I could compare yeah. it to. You know, there are places like that in the world. I mean, we've all probably been to places, you know, where we could walk into a place and be like, something's off. Yeah. Listen to your gut feeling. Good. Listen to your gut because that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Even if you're not hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you're sensing it in that gut feeling. Listen to that. I mean, I had some friends uh, who were down oceanfront some weeks ago, and they listened to their gut. 
two hours before some things kicked off there, you know, some very unfortunate things kicked off. And they knew if they would have stayed looking back, they're like, if we didn't listen to our gut and leave, we would have been in the middle of that. So listen to your gut. Yeah. So, you know, the word says, we all know probably the 23rd Psalm, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Okay, well, you know, most of us probably will not be in a situation of, you know, life and death combat like, Jared, you've been in, uh, which I'll have you talk about in a, in a minute. Um, but what does that look like? You know, the shadow of death, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He had, past tense, the power of death hell and the grave, until the cross. Jesus won it all back. He took it all back. The keys to life now. He, and the, the enemy doesn't have the power of death anymore. But he still acts like he does, right? And I think he projects what he is feeling, the enemy, what he is feeling, he projects it out onto this world. And I think people, especially people that are maybe more prophetic, they pick it up. They notice, right? And so we said we were going to talk about some heavy things. I want to talk about the spirit of depression, anxiety, suicide, and I just want to caveat it with what if those things that you may be feeling or a loved one may be feeling that you're caregiving and you're managing, what if that's not them? What if they aren't really depressed but they're picking up on the spirit of depression that the enemy is pushing out over the whole world. Because honestly, he is a withered branch. He has absolutely no hope. He is the most depressed creature in all of creation. He has no hope. He's the most anxious. He never knows when the last trumpet's going to sound. He never knows when it's going to come. And he has complete, he's totally lost. What if what you may be feeling in anxiety, depression, even suicide. He wishes he could kill himself. He can't. What if that's not you? What if that's your enemy projecting onto you? And then, because he's the accuser, he accuses you of it being your thoughts. We're going to just take all that to the cross today Hmm. and just let the – just the – Jesus still releases the captives. And I feel like there are a lot of people that are listening who are just looking for a lifeline right now. all the things we talked about, about COVID shutdown and how it's affected people and how it's affected our children especially, and they're looking for a lifeline. I just want to encourage you that Jesus still releases the captives, and he's going to do it not through, you know, maybe the traditional ways. He's going to do it through the smallest saint. He's going to do it through you, and it won't be you doing it. It'll be him doing it, but what he's waiting for is for you to activate in love And Jared, you have an awesome testimony uh, about activating in love. Can you talk about? I know this is a this is a rough one, and I just want to thank you guys. I I just, Jared, I want to thank you because the testimony you're about to hear is is pure. um, And well, just roll with it. I'm just thankful for you, dude. (laughs) Okay, I appreciate that. So, um, I've been in the ministry for a number of years, a number of different ways. Uh, but recently, uh, God has put something on my life in order to break the spirit of suicide. Yeah. And uh, darkness is a hor- being in a place of darkness is a horrible place to be. Hmm. Uh, sometimes we have to, you know, try to pinpoint what it is, repent, 
renounce, mm -hmm. renew our commitment to Jesus, and get refreshed, get filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, there there might be doorways that we have to close, but in my life. Uh, because of personally experiencing the tragedy of suicide, uh, recently I, I told Jesus because this this has come up several times in the last month and a half, okay. where the Holy Spirit through me has me in a situation, and the spirit of suicide with what's taking place in a person internally, it manifests externally, and we deal with it, and the person is set free. So. Um, yeah, recently I had to deal with the situation. Now I'm a human, okay? I am a human. I'm also a warrior. Yes. I am a Marine. I've been deployed. I've d done uh, security contracting. Um, I'm a warrior for Jesus, yeah. most importantly. I'm still a warrior in some other sense. I'm still patriotic to my country. I love, I love all veterans. I'm here, you know, my story. I was healed of PTSD supernaturally and naturally, and that's in Joan Hunter's book, Miracles for Veterans. My testimony's out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm not hiding any of this stuff, but I'm still a human being. And sometimes my warrior hat uh, gets put on. Yeah. And sometimes there's colorful language that could take place because I'm angry. And I'm not going to excuse this, okay? Mm. Like, I'm, I'm just sorry. I struggle. I'm just like you. Yeah. listening. I'm just like everybody else. I have my faults. I'm a work in progress. I'm on this spiritual journey together with Jesus. You know, I, he sanctified me. So I had to deal with this situation, horrible situation with a contractor uh, construction okay. on a rental property. And make a long story short, what should have been only four or five days of work took about two weeks. And because I've got some great neighbors down there in in North North Carolina, they would report as to what is taking place. At your house. At my house. And someone was staying the night there in my home without my permission uh, on behalf of the company that was not really doing the work. Now, I've got to be careful with what I say on some of these things, okay, because it's still pretty tender. But I go down there and I have to – be a warrior. Okay, what time? So you know someone's staying in your rental house. Yes. Uh, you've hired them to do a four-day job. It's been two weeks. Yeah. And the neighbors say, hey, I think there's a guy actually hey. shacking up staying in your house. Yeah. So, and it's a couple-hour drive from here. You drive down. What time two, do you show up? Probably 2.30, 3 in the morning. Um, and sure, yeah. you know, I'm angry, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is my property, okay? But listen, I will defend... Okay. What God has gifted me with, I will defend my property. Okay, so, so I end up sure there could be people can message me. I, I totally get it. Be like Jared, you could have been a little more wise in this, but I did the dirty work myself. Okay, okay. So I had to get this guy and his animal out of my house. I There's mean, an animal, an animal, a big dog. Okay, and um, yes, uh, okay. Uh, I so was at two thirty in the morning. Two thirty three in you the morning. You just uh, go in. I, I you, you wake know, some I'm flipping tables up. like Jesus. Okay, <laughs> All right. you know I'm justifying that, but so I I'm angry, right? And so then he leaves because I'm like, you got to get out, and that's it. Like you're out. And uh, then some hours later, the contractor shows up 
brings a crew. I rip into him. Okay. I, I rip into him. I rip into him so bad, but I didn't honestly in the moment I'm angry. Okay. Like you're supposed to be fired. This is done. Get this, whatever you could get done in five, six hours. That's it. Like this, we're going to cut the cord. That's it. Okay. Like this is a nightmare scenario for anybody. Okay. So if you are a landlord, you probably understand you've got your own nightmare stories. So I rip into him. He's shaking. I could see the guy shaking. In the middle of the night, you wake this old man up and his dog. Well, that guy, yeah. But now I'm I'm on the you know when the contractor shows up, okay, like so nine in the to, morning. Just to kind of set the stage here. So Jared goes down and opens just a uh, a can of marine can of yeah <laughs> on on this this person that's sleeping in your in your with a dog house, with a dog. Um, interrupt his sleep at two thirty in the morning. Wake him up. His uh, some family member, his son is like your contractor. So he says, oh, my son says I can. And I I was being lied to about this. And I I was having to confront. I had multiple phone calls, lies. And I was like, I have to deal with this myself. Okay. And then a few hours later, the contractor shows up. Yes. And uh, how'd that talk go? Well, I ripped into him. (laughs) I, I was never a drill instructor, but I did I was a radio operator with the infantry, yeah. and I was a sergeant, so I know how to put on my sergeant hat, not my DI hat. I was never yeah. a drill instructor, but I ripped into him professionally, businessly, unprofessionally, you name it, Marine Corps style, just boom, let's get this job done. Uh, and I just, yeah, so his adrenaline's going, my adrenaline's going, and... Anyway, they get the work done. I'm on them. So you have to sit and babysit them. I did. I did. I had to. It was. It was horrible. I and I. I unfortunately hate to say that. I don't know how many people I've had to tell them in their 30s to grow up. Yeah. There's there's a number of men I've had to say man up, you know, and that's just something that I've had to do. I mean, yeah. you know, for some reason. Uh, anyway, I knew at the end of the day, I had to address this issue with the contractor. So I go to him and I start talking to him about business, about ethics, about breaching trust, about breaking the ethics, about lying, about manning up. And then I know I'm prophetic, but my conversation goes in a direction as I'm speaking, then it goes in this direction of, of darkness Hmm. of, Hey, you have to, uh, look at the hope in your life. You can't, like it started going a little dark about uh, even suicide. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Hmm. And then the contractor tells me he's planning to kill himself Okay, hmm. that day. Hmm. He's had some type of psychological break, which explains why work wasn't being done, which explains yeah. why nothing was organized, which explains why, hey, I got pulled into this this spiritual battle mm-hmm. and you know it's a spiritual battle when you feel it when you know it. it's like i'm going into something i call my buddy scott here i call yeah. my buddy don i call yeah. prophet tom stammon i i call them in the course of this day to be like guys pray for me guys i'm i don't this i, I put on my marine corps hat i feel horrible for doing this but i had to rip into this guy you know and Anyway, Scott encourages me. Don encourages me. Tom Stammen encourages like you're, you're speaking into me. You're giving me hope. You're saying, Jared, you're in the right. Jared, hey, we, we totally understand. Mm-hmm. You know, we love you. And, you know, I guess sometimes even Jesus, I, I could identify. Jesus in love had to cleanse the temple, you know, mm-hmm. 
twice. Okay. And so then I confront the contractor and he's telling me how he's going. He starts telling me how he's going to do this. But here's the thing is that I felt so natural. I wasn't scared. I mean, I've worked with at-risk people before. Mm -hmm. I've done all kinds of ministry. I've dealt with the demonic numerous times. Uh, I'd had a brother kill himself 20 years ago. Uh, So I've experienced that personally. And through that, that's what launched me into um, more intimacy with Jesus, the secret place, spending lots of time in prayer and fasting and walking out of that changed and transformed. Seeing my brother commit his life to Jesus six months before and mental illness from drug use and stuff like that. So that's uh, quite the story. But in this situation, I know that God's using my story because I'm telling this contractor about my darkness of PTSD, of of war, of combat, of basically having to be a man of my word, manning up uh, about what and even sharing the hope in Jesus and how Jesus pulled me out of darkness and healed me. And then I started saying he could heal you too. And he's, he's, this guy's confessing to wanting to kill himself. I said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you the help you need, even if I have to take you to the hospital myself. And I start speaking into him. I get him to call his parents or his mom, stepdad, call call his doctor. His doctor asked me if I'm okay. I was like, bro, listen, man, I just got back from Afghanistan uh, combat zone. Okay. With like, you know, just recently. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is my life. Um, I could, I could deal with this situation. I've seen this before. I've been in crisis situations and anyway, people show up. I lay hands on the gentleman mm-hmm. and he is now shaking under the spirit and tears are coming down his eyes as, as the help is coming in. Okay. And then as a warrior and as a security professional, uh, after praying for him uh, and just praying in the spirit over him and the Holy Spirit manifesting, I escort him to his vehicle and he gets the help, help he needs. I get this message a few weeks later that he's been away seeking help after you and I had a talk. Mm-hmm. You changed the course of my life. And for that, I am forever grateful. I feel the Holy Spirit throughout me and the demons released. Yeah. I'm continue, continuing to work on myself day by day. Yeah, That's Jesus. That's Jesus right there. You know, and one of the things that stood out to me, because I I remember that day, I remember you calling and asking for prayer um, just after, you know, basically kicking the door in and dealing with this man sleeping in your house and then managing the contractor. You know, a lot of people I feel like would say, you need to be on some certain level of spiritual elite to deal with the thing to do what Jesus did. You know, I need to I need to be prayed up. I need to be fasted up. I need to be, you know, in some ways more prepared than you are right now. However prepared you are right now, you're not ready. You need to do more, um, which is just an excuse for not activating in my experience. But what I saw with you, Jared, and I, what I'd like to, to just encourage listeners is you are not disqualified for being human and being in the natural. Mm-hmm. What I loved about that story – is you were full on in the natural, kicking in doors, you know, full on profanity laced, you know, get this guy out of my house, right? right? Yep. And a lot of people angry. would say, oh, yeah. wow, well, Jesus just can't work with that. No, I'll tell you what, Jesus will absolutely work with that. And we go from that situation 
to you praying into this man, breaking off the spirit of suicide, and then escorting him like a protectee yes. from your security details to um, you know the, the medical facility, the hospital, or whatever, getting him in care, when that morning you were ripping him apart right. and the Lord still used you. Yeah, I, you know, God used me in the moment. I mean, God used he, – he uses who he wants. He used Peter. Look at Peter. If anybody should be disqualified, look at Peter the Apostle. Mm. He denied Jesus three times, but Jesus reinstated him yeah. and commissioned him three times. And, and you know, like, yeah, God can use us in that moment. And that's the revelation that you had to show me. It's like, Jared, even though this negative came out of it, God was in the process. And what I could learn is, okay, how do I manage myself? How can I curb some things? But also accept I'm human, I'm in this, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm growing, I'm learning. Uh, was there righteous anger? Yes. Was there, you know, unrighteous anger? Sure, I will accept that. But God can still use me in spite of yes. my feelings. In spite of. And, you know, we often say that it won't be you doing it. You know, when you pray for someone, you see them healed. Oh, the temptation is to be like, oh, wow, yes, Lord, look what you did with me. I'm special. No, not at all. You're just a conduit of Holy Spirit. If you pray for them and you don't see a change, it's not you. And if you pray for them and they get out of a wheelchair, it's still not you. It's always not you. So in your situation, it's not you. It's the spirit within you. So even if you are you know, not moving in whatever we would call perfect holiness, the spirit of God in you loves that guy <laughs> so much that Jesus is going to break through into his reality, and he knows, Jared, the Holy Spirit knows that he can trust you. Yeah. He knows that you're soft to the Spirit. He knows that you can hear the shepherd's voice. And I just feel like the Lord has, has – you've walked with him so long that the Lord, you and he just co-labor together. And even when you're in what we would call the natural, mm -hmm. that's not a disqualifier. Right. So if you can just maybe encourage our listeners, i got to do a quick station ID. If you're just tuning in, we want to thank you for listening for the Firestorm Live broadcast every Tuesday, 530 on the Word in Praise, 89.1 FM, coming to you from Cheriton, Virginia. Hey, and we are so thankful to our friends at Gap Church, Grace and Power Church in Chesapeake. They love this ministry. They love Firestorm United and what we do to encourage and equip people to walk in love, to be the hands and feet of Jesus every day, everywhere we go, that Grace and Power Church is actually doing a matching gift challenge this month. Uh, what that means is everything that is donated to Firestorm United, and you can do that through our website, firestormunited.org, it will all be matched dollar for dollar for the month of May. We're about halfway through May. We have a lot of things we want to do as a ministry. Uh, you'll hear about some of them. I don't want to take up a bunch of time, but we have some big things, uh, taking Firestorm live and taking the testimonies and encouraging and equipping people, taking it to a much larger audience. We're talking uh, at least nationwide. We're working on that. And all of that requires resources that we don't have, but you know what? The Lord does, and he's using Pastor Calvin Allen and Grace and Power Church to really encourage us. So if you would like to be part of what the Lord is doing through Firestorm Live, if you've been equipped, if you've been encouraged, uh, 
Would you just consider, go to our website, firestormunited.org. Anything you give in the month of May will be matched dollar for dollar by Grace and Power Church. And that's just a beautiful opportunity. So, Jared, we were just talking about breaking off the spirit of suicide and how the Lord has just co-labored with you. And uh, so you go into a really awkward situation where awkward. You, <laughs> you're being <laughs> crazy. To. The There's crazy. strangers sleeping in your rental house. Uh, you have strange animals. You drive down in the middle of the night, kick the door in at 2.30, confront the man that's sleeping there. Uh, he – Spikes an attitude. Oh, yeah. You, you bring the contractor in on the scene first thing in the morning. You tear into him yeah. reasonably. I want my money. I want the job done. All the stuff that you'd say. And uh, this contractor, he shares with you that he's suicidal. Did he have a drug problem too? Like he had been I, that into was a drug. part of his history. He had been into drugs. He, had a, he was suicidal and he was prepared to kill himself that day. So the Lord – changes this situation, infuses you with the spirit of, of life in the face of death, and, that's, and that conversation, which was going really negative, the Lord just reverses yeah. and uses you to speak life into this man and then shepherd him. I love this part. You know, you mentioned that the man is basically now forehead crying in your chest by the mm-hmm. end of this. And you're able to shepherd him from there like a protectee in a security detail uh, to the hospital and get him into care. He has gone through care and he's – you were mentioning that he's actually texted you thanking you that you know you saved his life that day. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> so for our listeners that are thinking, I am not qualified for any of this stuff, how do we get qualified? To move in any of any of these things, just spend time in the presence of Jesus because you just make yourself available for Him. Now, in that situation, yes, I went in in the natural. I tore into these guys. I flipped tables, if you will, figure of speech. I, I'm calling for counsel. I'm calling my friends for prayer. I'm, I'm holding myself accountable. I'm asking for Scott and Don and Tom to hold me accountable. I'm telling them the situation. I'm correctable. I'm teachable. But then I'm listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and I just rest and kick back in order to have a conversation, business, but also man-to-man about, hey, you broke trust. Hey, this is unprofessional. Hey, and then that direction that it went with, and I'm just watching myself as the Holy Spirit starts speaking through me. I'm like, okay, that's the Holy Spirit in this situation intervening. So I rested in Jesus knowing, hey, maybe in the course of the day, I wasn't in my best behavior. Uh, People could debate that if they want. Yes, Jared, no, Jared, whatever. You were right, you were wrong, whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm resting in the Holy Spirit. I'm like, okay, Jesus, okay. I breathed. I spent time in prayer. I've got counsel. I got wisdom. Now let's just listen for you and surrender. So God can use you. All you have to do is be available You have to surrender and yield to the Holy Spirit, even if you're in uh, one of the worst moments that you could have had in the day. Mm -hmm. You could still be used of God in a negative situation, through something negative. I was watching this video by Rick Warren, Mm -hmm. just popped up on YouTube. You know, he lost his son, Mm -hmm. one of his sons to suicide. And he says that don't waste your pain. 
Don't waste your pain. Now, I've got a lot of pain in my life. Mm -hmm. So there's a reason why this has surfaced several times in the last month and a half, because I walked through it personally 20 years ago with the death of my brother, Mm -hmm. who had ruined his brain on drugs, but who recommitted his life to Jesus, who I dealt with some demonic stuff with, but we tried to get him the help that he needed. The system failed us. Uh, they they wouldn't commit him. Six months later, yeah. he 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 kills himself, and then that launched me into obviously severe grief. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm going in my second year of Bible college, and looking back, I probably should have tapered off. You know, like taken off a few classes, but I spent time in the presence of God. I just planted a church. I was 19 years old, you know, but I jumped into the presence of God several hours a day, mm. spending time in the presence, fasting a lot. And then I would do these revival meetings. I'd go these places. The demonic would show up. We'd deal with it. We'd see people filled, saved, you name it, just incredible things. Uh, and then, you know, life happens. Some years later, I'm, I'm a Marine. I go to war. I go to Iraq and Afghanistan. I walk through my own darkness but and i walked through some very severe darkness you know uh with my life my ministry my my marriage you know all that but god transforms me every time and it's like he rescues he heals he brings restoration he brings redemption no matter what we've been through no matter how we feel he's still there the scripture says he'll never leave us nor forsake us Mm -hmm. so if you're depressed out there you're you're suicidal out there he's always with you he's there to set you free he's there with his hands down he his anointing is there to break the heavy yoke he brings restoration it brings healing in in his name and then he can use you Mm -hmm. i mean rick warren was talking about his son being used to lead people to jesus on suicide forums you know And, and sure ultimately what took place wasn't the ideal right his his son eventually killed himself but then rick warren he's using his pain to rescue other people so if God can use your pain, anybody's pain. I mean, when we're in a situation, we may not see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, but God can use our pain. All we have to do is yield to him. And so that's just one of the main principles. No no matter what I'm going through, yield, surrender. If I'm angry, yield and surrender. If I'm feeling down in the dumps, yield and surrender. Uh, Jesus always has a way out. Yeah, we. I made a note when we were going to come on the show, and I said, you know, I think we should teach that we don't resist the devil. We submit to God. So if you see your reality as like some battle between God and the devil, um, that's completely upside down. There is no comparison. There's absolutely no comparison at all. There's no battle between God and the devil. Jesus already won it. It's a defeat. The enemy is completely defeated. We submit to God, and as I submit to God, then the Holy Spirit within me steps in and fights these battles, and it won't be you doing it. So if you're feeling depression, anxiety, uh, even suicidal, you know what? I just want to tell you that you are not alone, that there are so many believers that are struggling with these things. And I want to, I want to encourage you, what if that depression is not your depression? What if you have a supernatural enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and he is completely depressed? <laughs> And he is totally anxious because he never knows when the last trumpet's going to sound. And he wishes he could kill himself and he can't. What if 
you're actually really prophetic and you're you're like a barometer of the supernatural spiritual environment. What if you're picking up on that? And then the enemy comes in and he, as the accuser, accuses you of it being you. What he's projected onto you, uh, you he then accuses it of being your thoughts. You know, I think the way we manage that and Jared, I invite you to, to jump in because I know you've managed amazingly well uh, being healed from PTSD, combat, um, you losing your brother 20 years ago, and just being in the, the ministry for so long. You've worked with a lot of people that are struggling and have dealt with depression, anxiety, and suicide. But just to encourage you, we don't focus on the negative. We focus on who we are in Christ. So what does Jesus say? about you. Jesus says, no matter if you're feeling anxious, depressed, any of these things, he says this. This is Ephesians 1. He says, before the foundation of the world, God chose you in love to be holy and blameless in his sight. Before the creation of the world, before you showed up on the scene and did anything, that's when he chose you. And it's like he's choosing among several, like, nope, not that one, not that one. Yeah, that one. I want that one. He chose you in love to be holy and blameless in his sight. You know, we say that you can't change how somebody else sees you. That's the way your father sees you, holy and blameless in his sight. So when you're feeling anxious, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling suicidal, All we do is we flip it at that moment. We say, Father, thank you, Lord, so much that you chose me. doesn't matter how I feel right now. You chose me in love to be holy and blameless in your sight. Lord, thank you for making me holy and blameless. Thank you for who you created me to be. You just speak these things over yourself. And as you go through the scriptures and as you see what your Father says about you and you speak those things back to yourself – you will see that the Spirit of God within you will start to arise. But we can also go on the warpath and actually break these things off of other people. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I wonder if, what do you think, Jared, if if someone is struggling with depression, does that put them in a superior position to break depression off of other people because they're dealing with it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay, so like you – Depending on what you've been through, God can use it for his glory, even if you're still in it. Yeah. Okay. Even if you're still in it. Okay. Like I was when after wars, after several wars and having PTSD and everything that, you know, which is just, it's an amalgamation of all kinds of stuff, Mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, you know, panic attacks, you name it, all this stuff wrapped into one. They're just like PTSD from combat. Well, even that I was still being used of God in the ministry. I might be feeling down and out and crazy or whatever, but God can still use me in that, even seeing people set free. I mean, there are people, you know, you, you leave the church unlocked, people walk in, sit down, they're set free, you know, mm-hmm. in a counseling session. And I'm like, wow, they're set free, but I'm still, still got yeah. this. God can use you no matter what. Yeah. He uses imperfect, impure vessels. I mean, he could use who he wants, right? Yeah. He, he makes the pot, you know, the pottery his way, right? So, but if you've also overcome it, if you've overcome something, like for me, overcome PTSD, I believe that I've got a great authority in his name 
in in his authority, his anointing to be able to break that over people's lives, off their lives. There's an anointing there. Okay. Uh, Now we're saved by grace, but if you want to be anointed, you have to rub up against the presence of God. That means you have to, you know, prostrate yourself in prayer. You have to spend time on purpose in the presence of God. You have to seek his face Mm -hmm. like never before. I'm not saying you have to work for the anointing, uh, you know, but there, if you want higher levels of it, if you want more of it and, and walk in greater measure of it, it, it's, it's a pro it's sacrificing time. Okay. And that that's between you and Jesus. If he's telling you, pray, pray two hours a day with me, then do it. If he says five hours a day, then do it. If he says fast for 40 days, you do it after you talk to your doctor. Okay. (laughs) Like disclaimer. Okay. But you know, if, if he's set you free from it, you now have the authority to go break the yoke over someone else. So let's pray into our listeners. Uh, and, and honestly, when we do this, folks, we are praying for you absolutely. And the Lord is going to break things off of you right now. If you're dealing with depression, anxiety, spirit of suicide, the Lord is going to break through that right now because Jesus still releases the captives. You know, the same, Jesus didn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you see him doing it in scripture, that means he's still doing it today. Well, now he does it through his children, his sons and daughters. That's you. So as we pray for you, yes, it is to break this off of you, but more it's also like a train the trainer. This is how you do it. We don't just want – it's not just for you. It's for you to give away. So, Jared, can you just pray in for our, our listeners now of breaking off the yeah. spirits of you know whatever the Lord gives you? Yeah. Okay, if you're listening to this right where you are, if you're driving, keep driving. Keep, keep your, your eyes, eyes open. open <laughs> keep driving. Be safe. If you're at home, you could put your hands on – you know, hands up. You could even rest them on your on your legs, just palms up in a surrender mm-hmm. to Jesus right now. Yeah. But no matter what you're going through, if you're going through anxiety, depression, if you're going through fear, we break those off in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. We command depression, anxiety, fear to go to the abyss in Jesus' name, never to return. If any of you have tormenting thoughts, we cut off the voice of the enemy in Jesus' name, and we command the voice of the enemy to go to the abyss never to return in Jesus' name. Whatever it is that you're going through right now, even if you got pain in your body, you know, we command pain, go in Jesus' name. We command your body to be healed in In Jesus' Jesus' name. name. Recently, I've seen tumors healed through Skype meetings. So if you've got tumors, we command those tumors healed, shrink, gone in Jesus' name, never to return. Now, for those of you who, who are worshiping Jesus right now, look to Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith. The, he, he's perfect. He's mm. pure. He's lovely. And in Jesus' name, we bring forth and call forth love over your life within your spirit right now in Jesus' name. Right where you are, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up. If you have depression, if you have anxiety, if you have pain, whatever the issue is, you've got uh, financial situations taking place, whatever it is, Take those things as if they're in a box in your hands and surrender them to Jesus right now. And then ask Jesus to give you gladness, to give you joy, joy, to give you love, to give you peace and patience. And then receive those things into your life, into your spirit, into your mind. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 
And now wherever you are, tell Jesus thank you. Be grateful. Thank Jesus for what he's doing in you. Receive what he's doing in you by faith. And if there's someone uh, near you, pray over them right now. Mm -hmm. Pray blessing upon them. If you know someone who needs prayer, reach out to them. Call them if you have to. Start praying for them. If you know someone who needs to be encouraged, send them an encouraging text message. Send them a scripture. Send them something, a care gift, whatever it is that the Holy Spirit shows you, and be a blessing to them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And I just feel like, Jared, as we're praying through that, you know, we we live in an upside-down kingdom. So if you want to have more if you want to break depression, then you go speak love. It's it's an upside down. So if you want to break anxiety, you go speak peace. If you want to break suicide, you speak life. So it's the opposite. Whatever That's you're right. feeling, I, you know, the Lord is just saying right now, you know, we do not walk by feelings. We walk by faith. Thank you, Lord, that we don't walk by our feelings that are so completely changeable, but we walk by faith. And Lord, I just pray for faith to rise right now yep. in every single one of our listeners. Lord, would you just baptize them in a spirit of faith that faith – without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we all want to please you, Lord. Anything not done in faith is sin. So I come against that, Lord. Faith Lessness, and I thank you, Lord, to fill them with a spirit of faith that is a devil-crushing faith. Okay. You say, Lord, that we can say to that mountain, if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can say to that mountain, get up and throw yourself into the sea, and it'll do it. Father, I thank you, Lord, that that's available. And right now, I just speak life into every single person listening. I thank you, Lord, that light always scatters darkness, that you can't turn up the darkness, you can the light is going to scatter it. So I thank you, Lord, for light and life to flood the spirits yes. of every single person listening. I come against the spirit of, of suicide right yes. now on the authority of Jesus Christ, and I command it to let them go right now in Jesus' name. Get out. Get out in Jesus' name. Spirit of depression, get out on the authority of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord, to fill them right now with your peace and your presence that they will know that you are a jealous God, that you are in hot pursuit of their hearts. You are jealous for their spirits. You're jealous for their love. Thank you, Lord, for your presence just to manifest right now into every single one of our listeners yeah. in Jesus' name. Well, if you are – we're soon to be done, Jared. I'm sorry we don't have more time. Um, I do want to share with you, you – know, we've had a lot of folks that have said we've, we would like to be part of Firestorm and do more. Well, you know what do more looks like? Do more is just go manifest the love of Jesus every day everywhere you go. And if you want to get with folks that are already moving in this that can model it, can coach you, can kind of show you what it looks like, we have lots of opportunities. The, a great one is this Saturday coming up, the March for Jesus. Maybe you've heard about it. It's going to be in Norfolk. Uh, starting at Ruffner Middle School at 10 a.m. And yes, it's a march. Go march. Be part of that if you want. You know, our firestorm team are going to be at the end, which is at Norfolk City Hall right around noon. And we're just going to be wandering around praying for people. And we'll show you what it looks like. It's very, very natural. It's very yeah. normal. And But you will see people touched. You will see people rededicate their lives. You will. I'm confident you will see people healed. We always Amen. do. So if you'd like to run with us, come on out. It's this Saturday, the 20th, 10 a.m. to noon, March for Jesus. Uh, you can find it online at the letter M, the number 4, 
Jesus, M for Jesus, like March for Jesus. And uh, we have lots of our, you know, friends and pastors and and uh, local firestorm folk that will be out there. So feel invited. We'd love to have you. My guest today was Jared Lasky from Fireborn Ministries. And really, Jared, you are all over the world, man. You're you're on the Charisma Network. You're podcasted all over the world. Uh, you're doing a lot of stuff in the Far East and in India and Pakistan. And I'm just so proud of you, seeing how the Lord is, is co-laboring with you to be his hands and feet. Uh, if you'd like to get a, a hold of Jared, you can find him on Fireborn Ministries. Firebornministries.com. Or just if you have a podcast that platform you prefer find adventures in the spirit with jared lasky and uh, i've got this episode with lynn gilbert ah. scott's wife dropping in a few weeks she's an amazing looking human. forward to that oh that'll be fun i'll tell her about it so thank you everyone we are almost out of time i want to thank you for your your tuning in if you would like to be part of the matching challenge for firestorm united please take a look at our website firestormunited.org everything given in the month of may will be doubled by grace and power church thank you so much pastor calvin allen and we will be back with you next tuesday at 5 30 Remember, Jesus loves you so much, and he wants to be your hands and feet to hurting people. Flesh of mine, flesh and bone of my bone. Thank you for listening to Firestorm Live with your host, Scott Gilbert. Presented every Tuesday from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. by Firestorm United, a collaboration of activated believers just like you, moving in love every day wherever they go, being the hands and feet of Jesus. Find Firestorm United on Facebook. Discover more at firestormunited.org. That's firestormunited.org. Introducing the revolutionary mascara from CoverGirl that adds extreme volume, up to 300% more volume than bare lashes. New Lash Blast Cleantopia is the plant-powered mascara made with 72% natural origin ingredients and infused with cellulose plant fibers. Cleantopia is like a green thumb for your lashes. For lush, check-me-out lashes that last up to 24 hours with no smudging, no flaking, and no clumps. Put the power of plants to work for you with new Lash Blast Cleantopia Mascara. Only from Easy Breezy Beautiful CoverGirl.